Okay. So um, my name is Lauren, and the story took place about 30 or 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up in the city, like uh, on a main street in a busway. So there wasn't much like outside exploring and stuff there. But um, I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house who lived in the suburbs and her plan was kind of like one of those things where some of the houses bordered on the woods. So I made friends with a neighbor kid named Mike and he had woods like right in his backyard. And, you know, typical kids, again, this was late 90s. There was not a lot of like, helicopter parenting right. in my world and also like helicopter grandparenting really didn't exist you know my grandma's a little Italian lady and she was basically just happy that I was happy and with her so I had a lot of freedom with her um, and she trusted this kid she knew his mom you know it was it was all above board so she was a little bit older than me and me being like the oldest sibling of two other brothers. It was like finally my time to shine with like a, an older boy. Right. So I was like excited every time we would go into the woods and usually it was very innocent, like packed lunches, chilling, you know, watching wildlife, picking up sticks, looking at like bird's nests. I mean, it was pretty, pretty standard scout stuff. Right. Right. Um, and we got bored of it. I mean, we were, I was like probably 11. He was probably like 13 or 14. Um, so eventually one day he's like, I think we should go on like a whole adventure in the woods. Right. So I remember telling my grandma that and she laughed it off. I mean, she probably figured like, where could they really go? Right. Like this is a plan. Um, they're not going to get too far. So she packed us the lunches and kind of like went along with it. So we go out, we set out from his backyard and it was, cool like I you know I felt really brave and like a tough person and so we're walking for a really long time and we're talking and we're just kind of just going about it and you know we're getting further and further in the woods and I remember feeling like this is a little far right like we're we're starting to like get to a place where like obviously people haven't walked there isn't like a path here it's just leaves and trees and like it's not, you know, this is kind of like, eh, okay. But again, I'm like with this older kid, so I'm thinking like, you know, be brave. You've got to be tough, whatever. So we go and we go and eventually we lose our footing and we like slide down this hill and it was terrifying. Like I'm like grabbing at like rotting logs and stuff. Like it's like an, it's like just a, a hillside. So we get ourselves up and at that point I'm like ready to go home. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, like that was scary. I'm now like scraped up. Um, we shouldn't be here is like my little 11 year old brain. And, you know, we dust ourselves off and he's like, hey, you know, everything's okay. And we're good. And, and you know, I've got gotcha. you and we keep walking and I'm shaking, right? Like I'm like really shaken up, but I'm trying to be, um, strong and kind of like just get through it because I think at that point I was like all right well as soon as we can go do whatever this kid wants to do we can go home so we walk a little further and I the scene in my mind will never go away I mean this whole memory is over 20 years old and the fact that I can remember it so clearly it was just so scary so we like 
you know, we come up on the tent, which like a lot of trails and nature preserves and stuff do intersect with people's woods and, you know, backyards and stuff like that. I don't know if we had stumbled upon that, but it wasn't like a campsite, right? There was no markings. There was no trail. There was no nothing. So we come upon this tent and immediately I see the tent and I'm like, this is not good. Like, this isn't, this isn't where we should be. Right. So there's a fire in the middle of the ground, just a, like a roughshod fire pit. The tent is equally as roughshod. It's not like a Coleman tent you go pick up at REI, right? This is like somebody has made this tent and there's all of these sort of like, I don't know how to explain them, kind of like horses, like made out of like sticks around the tent, right? Creepy. And yeah, super creepy and hanging uh. on these. <laughs> this is when I was like, no. So I'm looking around kind of like, so first of all, like someone's here, right? Like, we can't be in someone's like property. And second of all, this is too weird. You know, I'd been camping with my dad and my brother and it was nothing like that. Right. It didn't look anything like that. And so the fire's doused, is still smoking. No one's around, but all around the, the ground of this fire pit and all along those like wooden kind of like horse things are pelts. And on these pelts are like, symbols in what looks like white paint and all over the ground of the you know surrounding are little bones and kind of like propped up on those horses are little skulls so I immediately just like you know I didn't know how to process that I was like what the hell is going on you know what I mean so we ended up running like I mean just I took off and he took off after me and we ran so far that we ended up um, on the other side of a shooting range, which was terrifying and honestly could have been probably the end for us. I think that was super scary. I don't know how much danger was at that campsite, right? Like, I don't know if someone had doused their fire and was hiding somewhere. I don't know if they had gone out to like collect more bones and pelts. I, I have no idea. Um, but that was honestly the worst part. It took us a really long time to get out of there and get home. Um, but, you know, while we're at the shooting range, we see marksmen and gunsmiths are like, uh, what is going on? Like, you guys need to get out of here. Get out of here. So that was, I mean, it was all in all just a terrifying experience. But, I mean, I'm in my 30s now, and I can picture that tent very clearly to date. And, you know, as I've grown up and spent time in the woods and spent time hiking and camping and cycling, I still have never found anything that looks like that. So I'm not sure if it was like just some hermit, right? Or if it was something really dark, but it felt super creepy to be there. Young 11-year-old, you know, intuition was kind of like, get the F out of here. This is not where you need to be right now. Um so yeah, that, I mean, that was, that's basically it in a nutshell. So, so, dude, that's, that's freaky to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, so tell me about the horses a little bit more. The little, the, 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 you said like the stick horses, I think you described them as like. So they're not, it's not like a, like, you know, when you're like a, in a city street and there's a horse like a, a wooden horse that somebody would use to like block off the street maybe there's like a race or a parade or something 
these were like made out of sticks tied together so they were kind of just like I want to say like racks almost right I guess that's how they were drying whatever it was out I genuinely don't know I don't hunt you know I don't even eat meat so I'm not sure if like that was what they were using just to like keep the things up but that's where all those pelts were and I know I think they were deer pelts I'm not 100% sure I mean they were big so I think that that makes sense you know western PA we have a ton of deer it would have been one thing to just see the deer hanging on those things and drying out or whatever they, they were doing but it was like the symbols on them that was the creepiest part yeah what the and fuck tell me about the symbols what, what like obviously they were, they were freaky just, symbols i i don't know if you can really describe them other than creepy symbols but so the one that i remember most was with a huge triangle and that's that's what i think made me realize like looking back on this memory right as an adult that something was wrong you know hunters don't really like mark off that kind of stuff i mean there were so many of these symbols it wasn't like an x or something that i i guess would be maybe some sort of hunting but there were symbols all over the pelts, um, and then the bones were kind of like, so the skulls were away from the other little bones, but the little bones were arranged in patterns nearby, like near these little horses, um, and those were scary, too, because they were, like, perfectly laid out. It wasn't like someone had, like, you know, maybe something had died and the skeleton was fully intact and it had just decomposed. Like, it was, like, each little bone was kind of, like, by itself. Um, near these horses so it was extremely scary i mean somebody was definitely living there i don't know what they were doing but yeah it was super disturbing what it sounds like to me is um i don't i don't want to say witchcraft stuff some voodoo shit but that's that's the kind of vibe i'm getting from this situation because um can you can you tell me how big these these uh horse Figure, figures, I guess would be the right word. Yeah, so think of like, you know, like if you have like a drying rack for kind of like like your laundry or something. Yeah. So they're probably about that high. So I would say maybe four feet or so, maybe by about three, four feet. I mean, they weren't like huge things, but these things were, you know, they were surrounding the tent. There was probably like mm. four of them in total and they each had pelts on them. And then the pelts kind of had their own, you know, situation going on. So it was made. Like, everything about this was made. There was not, like, mm. like I said, this wasn't, like, a beautiful tent you would go and buy to go for a nice camping weekend. Like, this looked like somebody who made everything that they were living in. The tent was, like, canvas. It wasn't, like, um, you know, nylon or whatever the hell tents are made out of these days. Mm. Um so, yeah, I mean, I agree. I have no idea if it was some sort of, like, ceremonial thing or what, but it just didn't seem like normal hunter stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, so you said everything was made. So the the, the horse-like statues, whatever they are, they're, they're handcrafted with, you know, uh, whatever the said person could find in the forest. The, uh, the pelts right. were obviously... They were killed and captured or whatever, and then they were skinned. And right. Then they were inscribed onto, and then it's like a piece of tarp. It's not a tent. Yeah, so it's like canvas, right? Mm. 
from my memory, it's like a canvas tent and it's kind of like battered looking. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I mean, we didn't go inside the tent, right? We never got that far. Um, I'm glad we didn't. God only knows what was in there. Um, but we, we didn't, we didn't make it that far. Just seeing that in like, just seeing that in Western Pennsylvania is super weird. Um, you know, we have camping and, and fishing and hiking and everything just like everybody else, but it's usually pretty marked. You mm-hmm. know, you're in a camping ground. There's tons of signs. There's tons of, you know, bathroom this way kind of stuff. It was not that. It was just somebody living in the middle of nowhere. I mean, and we had wandered for probably a few hours. And it was just a weird scene. You know, we weren't out in some countryside. Like, we were still just outside of city limits. So it was really weird. Yeah. So uh, just to, like, paint the picture a little bit better, um, you, you to start, you were walking along with your friend, and then you guys fell down um, a slope, right? Yeah. So we thought we could just, like, take the slope, right? We thought we could mm-hmm. walk down it, but we, we didn't have, like, any kind of hiking equipment. I mean, we were children, so... You know, I didn't have hiking shoes. We didn't have, like, trekking poles. We should not have walked down this. Yeah. And um, we fell. I mean, we just completely, like, ass over teacup fell and ended up, like, off path from where we were completely. Um, and we just kept kind of, like, walking along maybe, like, 15, 20 more minutes. And I remember shaking so hard because I was like, this is not good. Like, we need to go home. You know, this mm-hmm. is not we're too far now. I thought we were going to go on like, you know, an hour journey. We're, we're walking for hours now. Um, so yeah, we end up walking a little bit after we fall down and that's when we came upon the, uh, the tent, which now thinking about it logistically, maybe that ridge or whatever was kind of keeping it out of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Right. So we're walking, we fall, we keep walking and then we, we, we stumble upon i mean it's just in the middle of like a thicket of trees um there was no trail there was no path to it it was just there so you you falling down this slope or whatever it may be it made a commotion but the area where the tent was pitched was um not really close enough for it to be heard would you say i mean so I don't know, right? So if somebody's like living in the woods, yeah. Who knows what kind of like detection and senses and they could have had some kind of like rudimentary trap. I, I have no idea, right? Like an alarm yeah. system. I don't know. Um but the, the person had left the campsite not that long because of the like the cinders were still smoking. Yeah. So they doubt it, right? Um so I mean Again, I'm not, I'm not like a hundred percent sure how long a fire will stay smoking, but I remember smelling smoke, seeing smoke and thinking like, oh shit, someone might be here. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think maybe we could have made a commotion. You know, we weren't quiet about it. I'm sure I was yelling. I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, and if you're living out there doing some weird stuff, Maybe you pick up on that, especially if it's a human voice. Um, so yeah, I mean that's very possible. What I'm thinking is this person, whoever they were, they kind of 
heard you guys coming along they they may have like scattered they put out the fire real quick they scattered because they could have been scared that it was maybe a game warden or uh you know some sort yeah. of authority figure that's a good point um i think that that's i mean that's possible completely mm-hmm. my my thought is for sure is whatever they were doing out there super fucking weird first of all yeah um oh yeah like i get it like maybe there's a homeless guy living out there or something but like what's with all the ritual level shit like yeah let me just draw some weird symbols and have animal skulls and stuff lying around like how how many do you know what skulls what, what animal skulls they were so I posted this initially on Reddit and actually someone asked me that and I was like, look, I'm not like a trained person to know, but they were so small. Okay. I think the biggest one probably would have been the size of, I would say maybe like a smaller deer. Um, and then the smaller ones look like birds or maybe squirrels, but like very small mammals. Um, and then of course birds, but um, I, you know, I couldn't tell you like what they were by looking at them. Um, they were just perched up so you could see them right away. It and make, that was the weirdest part. It makes you wonder if, if they were with, with the small, they were small animals. This individual is killing the small animals. Is he killing them for food or is he killing them for weird witch shit? You know, like, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody said on Reddit, um, again, it's Reddit though, right? So somebody said it's really hard for like animals to fully decompose to skull level, and it's really hard for them to be that many. So I, and maybe he did skin them, right? Like let's say he is just a creep that lives in the woods and eats his own food. Um, he probably knows how to use all of that food and and skin and whatever. But the fact that there was just like more than one, you know, like even more than one is is super weird. I'm kind of because I'm I'm familiar with like bobcat skulls or uh, horses and small reptiles and birds and stuff like that. So uh, if you can remember, do you remember like if they had any canines or if it was all, you know, like teeth that were meant? I don't know what kind of teeth they're called. Molars, you know, meant for grinding up grasses and stuff like that. Do you remember? So the deer, the big one did have teeth. And I actually just Googled what a deer skull looks like while I'm talking to you guys. And it's, yeah, this is, it obviously wasn't a buck. It was probably something without horns, but um, it had teeth. The littler ones did, did not that I could see. Now they could have, right? They could have had teeth in the back that I just didn't see. But the bigger one had teeth. Because I remember being like, um, I had never seen a skull outside of like, you know, science class or whatever in a textbook. So seeing it like in person, it almost didn't even look real mm-hmm. because it was so surreal, I think. Well, I mean, being 11 years old and stumbling across something like that, just adding the skulls on top of it is already kind of a really oh my freaky God. situation. I'll never forget it. I mean, I don't remember other things from being, you know, in my adolescence, mm-hmm. but that I will never forget. It was too, too weird and just too, like, I think it was just so anxious and jarring and scary that 
even at 11, right, with no real grasp on the world. If I'd have found that at 32, I would have noped immediately. Like, I would have yeah. just been like, get out of here. Um, but, you know, at 11, after, like, spending, you know, a minute and a half there, I was like, we have to go. This is not good. So it, it just put all of the heckles up and all of the, like, stranger danger and this is not normal. This is not what you're supposed to find in the woods kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that, uh, I mean, let, let's say it is actually some witchcraft stuff. You can go down the Reddit rabbit hole and find a bunch of subreddits about it. I've, you know, done the right. same. I've showed Stackhouse, I think. And assuming that that's what it is, it's not inherently bad. Not like, right. you know, it's not like they're out to get someone. Maybe they're just like uh, super into like um, witchcraft, Texas, sorcery, whatever you may call it. And it could have been some kind of warding to protect themselves because that's what they believe in. But on the other hand, they Maybe. could have actually been like someone that was mentally damaged and they were like doing this because it's like what the voices in their head told them to do. Yeah. That, I mean, that's scary. And, and, you know, there are probably witches that are fine and safe and like you said, doing things to, do things and maybe those were like wards and maybe they were to keep things away but um yeah it could also be the other part which was scary because then it's like where is this person right now do they see us you know are they looking at us in their campsite and if so like what does that mean for us and thankfully we didn't find out but i think it was it, it was a possibility <laughs> you know it was a possibility that someone would be like what the hell are you kids doing in here you know, this is my weird Wicca cult circle, and you've now sullied it or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is you know, on the way back, we were full sprint running. We ended up running onto, like, the road that is probably about 15 minutes away from where we live, like where my grandma lived and where he lived. And we had to walk basically on the road back. Um, and we, we didn't talk the whole way back like there was no what do you think that was you know we were both just like oh shit we could have died just now um this was a really bad idea and i mean that was the last time we ever did that but um you know we never we never talked about it again that's how scared we were i never told my grandmother i never told anyone probably until like a few years later i remember like confiding in a close friend and she was like, I don't think what you saw was good. And I was like, yeah, I don't either. So it was very strange, very scary, and very jarring because it was so out of place. There was a guy that I talked to about coming on the show a long time ago. Um, long story short, he ended up not coming on the show um, just because I don't, I don't think there was any particular reason why. It just it didn't work out because mm -hmm. he was dealing with some stuff and was really busy and we just couldn't find a time frame um but he told me this story and this is the whole reason i wanted him to come on it was like this was some really dark shit and okay he basically was getting close to his adulthood at the at this time that this took place and he was like 16 17 i think when this was happening he he lived in um he didn't live in the u.s he was uh foreign but he told me that his father had his new girlfriend and she had moved in pretty quick and 
like just a bunch of weird paranormal like level shit started happening around the house and like the behavior of his father changed dramatically in the coming months after that and then just like he went through like it was a it, like it was a long story it wasn't like a short like oh there were a few like it was a long really dark yeah. few years for this guy and he was telling me that like this lady was doing all kinds of weird hexes and shit and rituals in the house and oh my God. um eventually when i don't I, i'm probably butchering the story a little bit in this part but i don't remember how it happened but i think she she moved out or like whatever happened or like him and his sister moved out um away from them i can't remember exactly but uh somewhere in that time frame they had found like um her purse like uh, some hidden personal belongings of her and like it was a bunch of weird voodoo shit man like in these boxes yeah. there were all these like dolls and like weird oh mixtures of shit like it was, it was crazy it was a crazy story and um because he was like barely an adult he had just come out of this we just couldn't find a time frame where i could get him on but uh yeah no he was like some of the paranormal stuff that he was describing too was really freaky like the the behavior changes in his father and like all this weird electronic stuff was going on and like sounds in the house oh my God. like yeah i got to some like really advanced dark shit and yeah. whether or not you know you or the viewers buy into that that's generally what by the way that's what our podcast is mainly around we do you know aliens ghosts sasquatch weird encounters creepy yeah. stuff that's that's generally what we cover but um yeah no that in particular was he had some pretty compelling stories with it and i can't remember if he had like video or not i think he had briefly mentioned oh it God. yeah that there was like some weird there like it was some pretty advanced witchcraft shit and wh whether or not that was tied to the weird things going on in his family but like he he definitely said like now that he was out and away from it and getting his life like on his own he said that it just wasn't looking back it just wasn't normal like nothing about that situation was normal no no absolutely not and i do believe that there are paranormal experiences and when you contacted me on reddit i was like i looked i went on spotify and looked at your podcast and you know, I, I fully believe that there are things that we can't explain and, you know, especially things that even if we don't know what's going on, we can definitely identify like, this is not a normal thing. This can't be explained. This isn't a coincidence, you know, and I am sure his stories are terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I've had other experiences with paranormal situations and this one just felt life-threatening yeah. whereas the other ones were kind of like okay you know this is happening and this is very scary um i don't think i'm in any danger but i do think that this is going on so you know i when we came upon this thing in the woods it was an immediate like oh no you know this is not okay this is dread and you know a lot of people on reddit were like you know your intuition is usually right and they're right you know we have that inherently inside of us built in to protect us and i think that whatever was going on was not okay and whether it be like you know okay in terms of what they're doing to worship or practice or whatever it was so weird that we just were both like uh-uh and you know mike was like the, the, the older kid right and the older boy 
who I really looked up to as a little girl and who was really brave and knew all this stuff, right? And was a scout and, and he even was like, uh, uh-uh, we have to go. You know, we were both like running. He didn't hesitate a second. So it was just not, not great. Can I, uh, it's a little bit off topic, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a little bit off topic, but can I uh, get your take on what you think about um, whether it be UFOs, paranormal stuff, or cryptids such as Bigfoot or like the Wendigo? What do you what do you yeah. think about that kind of thing? I I totally believe in it. <clears throat> um, I think that I like I like I, I know it's like very taboo um, in the culture of Native Americans to talk about skinwalkers and stuff. Um, but, you know, hearing all of those stories about that kind of stuff and hearing people's encounters with, is a Wendigo a skinwalker also? Because I think legends with Wendigos are about cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Is that um, right? So, um, Wind- go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. Uh, Wendigos are basically people who, um, I don't remember the story word for word, but basically people who have eaten someone else, another human being. And yeah. uh, got so obsessed or involved in it that they just kept doing it. And then it transforms them into this monster, the Wendigo. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I actually saw on your podcast, like the latest one was about someone who started off by saying, like, I'm a, an electrical engineer or something, like some older guy. And, you know, he was like, I, I have a UFO experience. So I'm going to go back and listen to that. But I believe that these things happen. And, I am a really like it's almost like a morbid fascination with reading like trucker accounts of weird stuff they've seen on the roads and you know people who have stumbled upon stuff and I mean if you think about a truck driver think about any truck driver you've ever met or interacted with those people don't bullshit and when they're writing accounts of like you know I think I saw a Wendigo I think I saw a skinwalker I think I saw a light or a UFO or a being humanoid or whatever i think that stuff is legit i mean i think that there's there's stuff that goes on that we just don't um we can't explain away Mm -hmm. and that is definitely paranormal for sure just because it's unknown doesn't mean it's unnatural (laughs) i love that yeah i mean it's you know it's kind of like i don't know it's when you spend enough time on Reddit, which I assume you guys do, right? Oh, yeah. You find all these people who are like, tell me if you think, like, the FBI or the government, and this is, like, getting, like, into, like, I liked your intro, like, tinfoil hat stuff, right? But, like, um, it's kind of getting into that territory where it's, like, there has to be someone that knows the stuff is going on, right? Like, this, I mean, this can't all just be collective trauma that we're all just accounting, like, similar situations. And I'm sure that some are fabricated, right? But, like, some are not. I mean, if you, you guys have probably talked to so many people who are genuinely afraid when they tell you their stories mm-hmm. or genuinely, like, I have to tell you this because I think it's true. I'm assuming you guys, too. I mean, you have a whole podcast dedicated to it. But for sure. My, my whole thing is your story is your story, so I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Um, right. That doesn't necessarily mean I believe it. There, there are certain <laughs> things that I look out for. I listen to when okay. people tell their stories, and that'll help me like dictate whether they're serious or if they're fabricating. Because like, 
not you specifically because i don't want anyone to feel like i'm attacking them personally that we've had on but there are there are some times where people may take liberties and exaggerate something which you got to take account for but there are definitely stories like our most recent guest who i'm just like i i completely believed everything he said about bigfoot stuff like that yeah yeah oh it was bigfoot i'm sorry i think i said um oh yeah but yeah no daniel was awesome um also what was the other one? One of my other favorites was uh, 18. My friend went missing in the fort. D. It was D. D. Oh, yeah. The missing 511 case. That was uh, really intense to listen to and like hear his story. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the freakiest ones we've ever heard. And uh, I 100% believe his his story because every every ounce of it um, just seemed very genuine um yeah and yeah that's that's actually one of the the highest ones that i would recommend to anybody that's watching us is look up episode 18 my friend went missing in the forest um very very disturbing of a story um it is before we had this nice studio and set up it was back in back in the before times but uh it was um you know, it's it's the the audio is the audio is pretty sound, so you know, don't don't worry about it. But okay. it isn't as nice as it as it, everything is today. But uh, the story itself is very disturbing, and it's it's very tragic. Um, and I felt for him, man, I really did, because basically the story yeah. goes that he, him and his friend, this was back in what was it, nineties, also like early nineties, mm-hmm. I think. And um, they were allowed to go out into the woods. They were scouts. They, they camping. They lived in a logging area. And yeah. um, they uh, they were allowed to go up on the mountain and do their little camping trip for their scout badge, and they um they were out there joking, and the rule was they had to call in on their ra- little radio and stuff to their parents, and every hour or whatever it was, and they were they heard this weird sound in the forest in the middle of the night that that we went into depth to pretty deep with him. We don't really like we tried not to focus on the sound too much because it could be unrelated, but um. He'd said that he still can't identify the sound to this day and he's you know oh. been in the military and he's you know heard artillery and loud sounds and he said that this just was yeah. very unusual and they were making jokes about the sound they weren't scared of it they heard this big mechanical like sound in the out of out in the middle of the forest in the middle of the night and they were making like fart jokes about it because they were like 11 <laughs> and yeah, of course. <laughs> you know his friend stepped just they were mid-conversation making jokes about it when his friend stepped outside of the firelight to where he, his friend couldn't see him and he said that it was like basically like he got disconnected from a phone call and <sighs> his friend just stopped talking like mid-sentence and fbi came out everybody came out they never found him Oh my god. And he said that he was too close to him for it to have been like a person abduction, an animal killing, like he said there's no way. Yeah. He says he has no idea what happened and they never found him and I think oh the saddest god. part about it was when he said that he's still friends with that kid's dad and this was like 30 years ago and he said he was yeah. he's still friends with that kid's dad and they actually went up a couple years ago cuz they're they're clearing the area for development and they actually went up there and Asked the loggers and stuff doing the clearing, like, "Hey, have you found a shoe?" And they stopped by the ranger station to see if they had found anything. And like, that's just like that. It's a heartbreaking. It really is a heartbreaking story, and I really feel for him. And his story, unfortunately, isn't unique. Like the whole missing four one one stuff. If you've listened to that, like, the story is not unique, and it's really disturbing. And you know, it really makes you wonder what's going on out there because some of it's just absolutely bizarre of what's happening to these people and where they're going because they're some of them are never found. Yeah. 
you know, the mechanical thing is something that people talk about a lot. And like mecha- mechanical noise, it doesn't sound like a train or an explosion or gunfire or anything like that. I mean, that is so sad. I'm sorry for his friend. I will have to go back and listen to that because I think the woods are like this mighty and powerful thing that we as humans have just kind of like keep, we just keep leveling, right? Like we just keep putting stuff in them. And I totally think that you're right about this isn't unique. I mean, it's sad and it's terrible. That little boy was lost forever. But like, it's, you know, you would find a body if there was an animal. You'd find a body if somebody had just picked him up, right, and abducted him. But the fact that there's no body, I mean, that's that's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, we talked to him about it for a little bit, and you know, there there were people out there that were, you know, saying, "Oh, he went through a portal." He was really grateful that we weren't like pushing towards that. But we talked <laughs> to him, and he said that. There were, no, there were no signs of a struggle. Like, he wasn't kidnapped. You would have seen, you know, uh, yeah. patches on the ground of, like, kicked up dirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't attacked by an animal. There would have been blood, you know. He would have heard an animal. He would have heard right. screaming. It's just, like, the kid's gone. He's gone and he can't be seen again. You know? That's wild. That is insane. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, your story was awesome. I, I I loved hearing your story, and it really makes you wonder what else is out there in the woods that we don't that we really don't know about, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I've spent a lot of time in the woods. Like I said, I'm a hiker. I also cycled from Pittsburgh to DC, and you spend a lot of time in deep, deep woods doing that. And I mean, the woods are woods are really magical. And I think like I kind of have like a high alert now in the woods when I'm in them. Um, there's some, you know, I have never seen anything like that, though. And I spend a good portion of my free time, you know, out there kind of exploring, doing what I can. I mean, desert, woods, wherever I can go. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, I wonder if there's a real explanation for that. I wonder if there is like a religion or a cult or a sect or a witchcraft or something that dedicates time to that kind of detail with animals. I, I don't know. It's weird, though. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I am um, like, and it's it's one of those things, too, where it's like people are seeing stuff out there, man. And there's mm-hmm. there's one that I, thing that I really like to bring up whenever people try and tell me that that there's nothing out there that we don't know about. Um, back when I <laughs> when I worked in the uh, the animal science world before, uh, you know, this whole, uh, you know, the world got shut down and I lost my job, right. but you know, whatever. So I just do this <laughs> sure. now full time for now. So, you know, whatever. But, um, there was a guy I worked with, um, who was really into all the like Sasquatch stories too. And, um, his yeah. father was head of the forest service in Washington, I believe, if I remember correctly. And, uh, he used to tell me that his father was um, I think he said his father did it for 30 years and used to say that the Sasquatch thing was BS like the whole time. And really? Yeah, but here's where it's getting, it gets interesting. For years, he's like, if there was anything out here, I would have seen it by now. You know, there's there's no there's no giant hominids walking around out here, you know. <laughs> and um, my friend told me the story that his dad, after like 
you know, all these years out there in the in the wilderness, he was in a region where basically he knew that there were no people. And mm -hmm. he was going through an area where it was raining and he saw fresh footprints, giant human like yep. footprints with water. Like it was with how the rain was going, they were so fresh that yeah. he was watching the footprints be washed in in front of him because they were so fresh. So that means that whatever was out there with him was really, really close. And he, yeah. and after that, he was like, yep, you're right. He's like, I, wow. I know, I know there's nobody out here. And, uh, he's like, those were, those were fresh. There ain't nobody out here. That's, there's definitely something out here. So it just shows wow. that, that even, even the, the tough minds can have their minds changed after they see something that's just, that's just so out of place. It can't be explained otherwise. Yeah, definitely. That is bizarre. I, I fully believe that there are cryptoids and humanoids and, and things that cryptids and humanoids that are walking around that are like just trying to avoid us. <laughs> I think uh, some are not, but I think in the case of Bigfoot, it's, it's crazy the cult following that the Bigfoot has and the sightings. And I look back through your Facebook posts with all this skunk ape stuff <laughs> in Florida. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. There has to be, you know what I mean? Like it has to be real. I don't know. That's just me, though. I I've always kind of had like a, a we are not the only things on this universe, and there are other beings, and we are not the only ones. And um, I don't know. I, what I'm kind of interested yeah, totally. in is, um, so you you believe in aliens? You believe in uh, UFOs? not unidentified flying objects but like as in alien spacecrafts coming to earth or do you believe that they're just out there somewhere maybe they know about us maybe they don't you know what like like i said like reddit if i was writing a paper and i turned it in the professor would be like try again right like reddit is reddit but just reading so many accounts of like lights and beings and blacking out and waking up and, you know, that kind of stuff, like, I think that there are totally alien life forms in different places. I am sure that they've come here. I am sure that they've, you know, done what they need to do. I think right now they're like, uh, Earth is going through it right now. Maybe we should pass by. But um, I, I, I think that it's totally within the possibility to have seen a ship or craft. Um, like I said, like, I read those those trucker stories and those guys talk about you know some of their stuff is like i saw the biggest bobcat i've ever seen right it's like typical like dude stuff but then there's stuff it's like i saw lights for like 50 miles that i couldn't explain like i was in the middle of the desert um it's not like i was in a big city i mean i think that all of that is within the, the realm of possibility mm. I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way but i i totally do um i have never experienced it myself but I think it's totally possible, you know, especially in the desert where there's not a lot of civilization packed together, like New York City, right? So there's more room, I think, for things like that to, to go on and be present and be able to be spotted um, without that reasonable explanation. Like, oh, it was just a city. It was fireworks. It was sirens. It, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but. I mean, I think, how many years ago was this? I still lived in the Bay Area, so I was living in Oakland. 
This was okay. before this whole podcast even came into mind. So this was a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, I was meeting up with my friend because he was going to give me some stuff. And we met at the school right by his house. It was, you know, sometime around 11 or 12. Um, and we were chilling out and he was like, what the fuck is that? And I look up into the sky and I swear to God, these weren't airplanes. They could have been drones. They really could have been drones. But there were some, like, UFOs. Not not aliens, UFOs. And for real? What did they look like? It's not like, they, they weren't close enough for you to make out detail. It was like, you know, several miles out, there were a group of five or six red orbs in the sky moving in, in an odd pattern. Like, you don't see an airplane or a helicopter go up, down, left, right, up, down, you know? No. No, you don't. You can, they that's could be wild. drones. They could very well be drones. I, I have sure. no concrete evidence because that's something that, like, if someone strapped a big old light to the bottom of their drone and flew it up in the sky with six other friends, you know, that's that's completely plausible. But we we stood there. We hopped on top of the, the tallest part of one of the play structures at that school, and we watched them for a good, like, ten minutes, and then they they just left. Wow. So I, I definitely think that... If I want to take the the route of I choose to believe, that yeah. that's evidence enough for me right there. Yeah, I I would have felt like that totally. What's that line in the X Files where Mulder is like? By the way, one of my favorite shows. If anyone hasn't noticed, that's why there's a giant poster <laughs> in the background. Um, there's there's one, um, and I think it's like the second or third episode in the series where he. Um, is asked, like, why do you continue to believe despite all the evidence to the contrary? And he said, because the evidence to the contrary isn't enough to disprove that these things aren't here. And I was like, yeah, I like that. That's kind of where I sit. Even if it's a 0.006 chance, that that's still that's still it might be a small percentage, but it's still a chance that these things exist, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what was the percentage that Kim Jong Un would die in a botched heart surgery this week? You know, probably very low. But sure enough, here we are. By the way, that's still a rumor. Dead? Not yet. That's okay. that's still a okay. rumor. But okay, I'm I'm still gonna meme it for a little bit. I'm still gonna make jokes about it. <laughs> I think that's fair. I don't know, man. Moral of the story is you, you don't know what's out there and you can't have a confirmation bias. So you can't say without a doubt that, you know, Bigfoot exists. I've heard like uh like what Dave Dave, right? So bad with names. Daniel. Daniel. So bad with names, sorry. Um he he full wholeheartedly believes that he saw Bigfoot and I believe him. But there's still always a chance yeah. that that's not what he saw. Just like there's of always course. a chance that that's what he saw. So like you right. can't you can't be like absolutely yes and absolutely no. That's just not fair. I agree. But yeah, I mean we're we're coming up on forty seven minutes here if you're if you're pretty good with how things have turned out so far. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys so much. It's been really uh awesome talking to you. For sure, man. And uh Definitely check out episode eighteen for sure. I, I think you'll really get a kick out of that one and la- and last week's episode too. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on and chatting with us. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
I appreciate it too. I uh, I actually enjoyed listening to your story. I, I'm always like really into the whole witchcraft scene. Like I don't I don't practice that kind of stuff myself. I shade I sage my house, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I have friends who are into the witchcraft scene, and none of it seems like that kind of witchcraft, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty crystally and lots of herbs and kind of like moon stuff. It's not really uh, animal pelts and all. So. Maybe I'll ask them, but I it just seems so nefarious. Yeah. From my perspective. But yeah. Anyway, thank you guys mm-hmm. very much. It was great talking to you. And you I will be well. listening to your podcast in the future. 